The spirit of John Coltrane leads us on today's journey on the morning train. I am your sole driver, J.D. Buell, and this is mutinyradio.fm and .sf. Thank you for joining me for today's ride. Thank you for supporting the station. We began with Albert Eiler in Greenwich Village. That was the name of the 1967 album recorded live in a couple locations. Greenwich Village, New York City. We heard four John Coltrane, and that was Eiler on the alto sax, Joel Friedman on cello, Alvin Silva bass, Bill Falwell bass, and Beaver Harris on drums. The great Albert Eiler recorded live in Greenwich Village. We then went to one of two Clifford Jordan quartets that appear on the double album Glass Bead Games, released in 1973, and that was 
the song John Coltrane. Clifford Jordan was joined there on tenor saxophone with Stanley Cowell on piano, Billy Higgins drums and percussion, and the song's composer Bill Lee on bass violin, as it is presented here. Well, it's been another bloody week here in the United States of armed assault. Cops killing citizens and citizens killing cops. This is what they warned us would happen back in the 1960s if we peeled back the cover too far. And so here we are. The week began with the 4th of July, dubious holiday at best, but also the birth date traditionally attributed to Louis Armstrong. Thank you. 
Armstrong in the Hot Five. Two selections from 1926. The Hot Five was, of course, uh, Satchmo on trumpet, Kid Ori trombone, Johnny Dodds clarinet, Lil Armstrong on piano, and Johnny St. Cyr on banjo. We heard Lonesome Blues and Sweet Little Papa. Well, we're going to continue today's ride on the morning train by heading down to the Fillmore East, 1971.
mother's eye.
It's all I do is think about you. That's another track from the album Chapters by Yuna. I've been sharing that with you track by track, week by week. All I Do by Yuna. The album is 2016 Chapters. Before that, from 2009, Diane Birch. The album was named Bible Belt. Uh, celebrating the fact that she was taking off her Bible Belt, a daughter of missionaries, African missionaries who 
moved to New York and started a pop music career. That was a terrific album, great album. It was entitled Bible Belt. The song was nothing but a miracle. Diane Birch, B-I-R-C-H. Before that, The Tempting Temptations gave us You're My Everything. That was Little Walter, who sang Hate to See You Go, Little Walter from Chess Records and his label mate Muddy Waters before that. I may be getting old, but I've got Young Fashioned Ways. Oh, there's my theme song. Young Fashioned Ways, Muddy Waters, those are both from the uh, early 60s, and the Allman Brothers Band, live at Fillmore East, 1971. Of course, the set opener, Statesboro Blues. This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm and .sf. I am J.D. Buell, and thank you for joining me. Let's begin this next set with some Congotronics from Konono Number 1.
I said no more war. That's boy George there reminding us that war is stupid and people are stupid and love means nothing in some strange quarters. I think we find ourselves cornered in one of those strange quarters at this time in history. That was the war song, Culture Club, from uh, the album Waking Up With A House On Fire, and that was 1984, the war song. Before that, from Mali, Salif Keita, and the uh, 1989 album Koyan, Koyan, and we heard the track Yada, Salif Keita from Mali. Before that, from the Congo, playing their electrified lakembes. Uh, Lakembe is like a large uh, thumb piano. And the band is Konono Number no. 1. They have been around and making extraordinary music since the 1960s and have recently experienced quite a resurgence in popularity. The album uh, from which I took those two selections is from 2010. It's named Assume Crash Position. <laughs> and we heard... Uh, Mama Nobana and the short opening selection there, Thin Legs. Konono number one here on the morning train with your sole driver, J.D. Buell. Next stop, Caldera, Oregon.
You are listening to The Morning Train on mutinyradio.fm and .sf. And this is J.D. Buell, and that was The Range. The album is named Potential, and the artist behind that name is James Hinton, who wrote all the music and produced the album Potential. From what I have read, he found vocalists on YouTube and was able to write music and adapt their voices to original compositions. That one was named Florida. It's a 2016 album, Potential, by The Range. Before that, from last year, Battles and their album, Lottie Dottie, the song was Nonviolence. How fitting. Nonviolence was the track, Lottie Dottie, The Battles. Before that, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's from 2009. The album was It's Blitz. And we heard Soft Shock from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's. Before that, a group named Aborigine. And the track was Ur Kutalo, most likely from 2002. I don't know a lot about the history of that particular track. Aborigine is the group Ur Kutalo, is what we heard. And that set began with another album from 2016, Laura Gibson's new album, Empire Builder. We heard the track Caldera, Oregon. Well, back after a few weeks, we're going to head into some music from our friend Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros. Yeah. All I need is to see 
still burns the heart grows older but never ever learns the memory is small the soul always yearns after the fire the fire still
after the fire. The fire still burns. Thank you, Pete Townshend. That's from the album Pete Townshend's Deep End Live. The Deep End was the band he formed to tour and promote the album uh, All the Best Cowboys Have Chinese Eyes. That's from a concert then in 1986. Pete Townshend's Deep End and After the Fire. Before that, The Who themselves, Roger Daltrey on vocals with Dreaming from the Waste. 1975 was the year for the album The Who by Numbers. Before that, Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros. If you were listening closely, you may have been surprised by a vocal cameo there from Roger Daltrey. (laughs) He gets one line in uh, that really fun song, Global Agogo. That's the name of the album. Also, the second album from Joe and the Mescaleros. Uh, What was that, about 1999? Uh, No, 2001 for Global Agogo. Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros with Roger Daltrey popping up there. And that's how we moved into The Who. And the morning train is moving now towards the end of the line. So let's begin to wrap up today's show. I don't believe in miracles, but Dee Dee Ramone believed in miracles. And here is Pearl Jam to tell you about it.
Pearl Jam covering a D.D. Ramone song from the later portion of the Ramones recording career that was I Believe in Miracles. Pearl Jam from live at Benaroya Hall recorded in October 2003. Well, that does it for the morning train today. Thank you for riding along. And until we meet next Friday at 10 a.m., this is J.D. Buell saying, make it a great day for someone. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah.
Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment where in both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on MutinyRadio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds. All right, Mutiny Radio listener, we have some urgent news from the front, thanks to Wania Thabot of buckskin revolution and season six of alone go check her out on her youtube she sent me some important community environmental advocates foundation news canadian firm proposes opening grass valley mine public comments are due by august 17th 2020 this is very very time sensitive in that august 17th is next week and grass valley california Nevada County recently announced that a long-awaited public process will begin on a controversial proposal by Canadian mining company RISE Gold Corps to reopen the historic Idaho-Maryland mine. Located in Grass Valley, the mine op- last operated in 1956 and shut down due to financial difficulties and diminishing production, yet it left behind a legacy of both a legendary gold mine and a prolific amount of environmental damage. The lure of possible untapped riches has continued to this day. As recently as eight years ago, the previous owner, M. Gold Mining, abandoned its second effort to open the mine due to an inability to resolve environmental issues and exhausted financial resources. Now RASE Gold is betting on succeeding where others have failed and has submitted mining permit application documents to the Nevada County Planning Document Department. On Friday, July 17th, Nevada County released a notice of preparation that summarized the project and starts the public review process. Citizens are invited to give comments and feedback on the plan by August 17th, 2020. That's next week. There will be no virtual public hearing. 
Instead, the public is invited to watch a pre-recorded presentation that will be posted for viewing by July 27th. Citizens will not be able to give verbal comments, but are being asked instead to send a letter with their concerns to the county. Community Environmental Advocates Foundation members have asked the county to extend the deadline on the comment period until September 16th so that the public has adequate time to review the proposal and send in their concerns. Quote, this is a massive and complex project with a permit application of over 100 documents to serve the public interests and assure that all the potential impacts are studied. We are asking the county to provide more than the minimal 30-day review period, unquote, stated Ralph Silverstein, CEA Foundation president. According to the project documents, mining will take place 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The main access to the mine and processing facilities will be located at the 119-acre New Brunswick site, located at the corner of Brunswick and East Bennett Roads. About 1,500 tons of waste rock and tailings will be processed from the mine daily, with most of it being deposited on site or trucked to the 56-acre former mine site on Idaho-Maryland Road west of Centennial Drive. Over the course of 11 years, these built-up engineer fill piles of mine waste will cover 75 total acres to heights up over 90 feet. They will be graded on top so that they may be utilized for future development. The mine waste will be transported by trucks making up to 100 round trips per day, 16 hours per day, seven days a week. Quote, I don't think people have an understanding of how impactful this will be to our community. We're looking at a two gravel quarry type operations in Grass Valley built upon two sites covering a total of 75 acres, more than 100 truck trips daily, and all the noise and dust associated with that, unquote, added Silberman, Silberstein. Three years ago, a Canadian firm, Rise Gold, purchased the properties and began preparatory work. A prolonged period of exploratory drilling was a constant source of irritation to the neighbors due to the round-the-clock noise, and numerous complaints were filed. Already, conservation organizations, local residents, and community groups have expressed concerns about the mine's impact on air quality, noise, traffic, groundwater, local habitat, and threats to domestic wells in the area. The proposed highly industrial mine site is surrounded by residential neighborhoods. One major issue from the previous effort to open the mine was the impact of dewatering the miles of underground tunnels, requiring pump, pumping out 250 acre feet of groundwater into South Fork Wolf Creek initially, and then perpetually pumping after that. All of this water must be treated to remo remove pollutants. In addition to the impacts proposed, uh, of the proposed dewatering, the plan indicates that a long stretch of the creek will be encased in pipes to act as an underground storm drain for the entire property. Quote, we are concerned about the nonstop discharge of large amounts of water from the mine into the creek, unquote, stated Jonathan Keene of Wolf Creek Community Alliance. Quote, South Wolf Creek should not be treated like a storm drain, Keenan added. We are concerned about chemical pollution from mining operations and about local wells becoming polluted or going dry. 
Residents of the area also expressed concern about the impact on their neighborhoods, quality of life, and home values. The proposed buildup of mine waste rock and tailings on the main Brunswick site backs up to rural residential neighborhoods where people have settled seeking peace and quiet in the natural setting amongst trees. Quote, when we bought our home, the nearby Brunswick site was zoned for light industrial, which didn't concern us. But to open this mine, they needed to rezone it, which will change the very nature of the area we live in, stated Christy Hubbard, a resident of Grass Valley. And like many of our neighbors for miles around, we live on a well that produces the sweetest water and costs practically nothing. It's not clear to me that any expert could absolutely guarantee we won't lose that. Strong local opposition to reopening mines is certainly not a new thing in Nevada County, but recent history raised the level of concern to new heights following the opening of the Siskon mine in 1995. After posting a significant bond and gaining assurances that the wells in the area were safe and the impacts of dewatering the mine, a permit was granted, only to find that within a short period of time, wells were sucked dry and rendered unusable. Quote, water is the most precious resource in our foothill communities. In the mid-1990s, as a result of the Siskon Gold Corporation operators, we lost numerous residential wells on the San Juan Ridge due to catastrophic dewatering of our aquifer, explained Sol Henson of the San Juan Ridge Taxpayers Association. This included the loss of the well at Grizzly Hill School, the primary grade school of the ridge. Since that event 25 years ago, Grizzly Hill School still has to treat its water for contaminants as a result of that mining activity. Much like the dewatering plan proposed by RASE, Siskon promised everything, and then suddenly our wells were ruined. We hope history doesn't repeat itself, unquote. The notice of preparation is available on the county website. That's at mynevadacounty.com 3054 Environmental Impact Record. Again, that's www.mynevadacounty.com backslash 3054 backslash environmental impact report. Information on how to submit a letter to the county can be found at cea-nc.org mining. Now is the time to make sure the county is right, asking the right questions about the Idaho-Maryland mine. The mission of the Community Environmental Advocates Foundation, CEA Foundation, is to perform research, education, and advocacy to promote public policy and actions resulting in responsible land use and environmental protection in Nevada County and the Sierra Nevada region. All right. Wolf Creek Community Alliance, WCCA, is a volunteer-run 501c3 nonprofit organization focused primarily on cleaning up Wolf Creek and restoring this neglected community resource to a condition of optimal health and integrity for the benefit of all its human and wildlife inhabitants. That's at wolfcreekalliance.org. And the primary purpose of the San Juan Ridge Taxpayers Association is to promote the environmental, social, and economic well-being of the San Juan Ridge community located in Nevada County, California. California. So thank you, Wania of Buckskin Revolution, located in Grass Valley. Uh, she was in season six of Alone. She lasted 73 days in the wilderness. She now teaches ancestral skills in workshops. Right now, I, I believe she's working online, but she's done gatherings, and she's just an amazing human being. So thank you for sending that. Wania, again, that's Community Environmental Advocates Foundation, and try to write a letter before the 17th of August to um, shut down, not let the opening of the Grass Valley Mine happen again 
in Grass Valley. So check that out. Thanks again, Winia. And we'll be right back with more Mutiny Radio stuff because the stream's back up. Yeah. Is I really do. everybody it is monday it's six o'clock you might or might not be listening to mutiny radio or you're listening to the podcast it's the joke workshop here on mutiny radio every monday from six to eight i'm your host pam benjamin uh comedians are gonna get up here they're gonna do four minutes of time and then they're gonna get critiqued by a panel of their comedian peers and if you remember if you're gonna feed someone a shit sandwich at least make the bread taste good be kind and helpful and uh listen to their jokes yay all right, your first comedian of the night, very, very helpful, came to me in my hour of distress today uh, with t- to deal with the chicken, and uh, good time. So thanks to Ethan Albers, and right now, your first comedian is Ethan Albers! Thanks, thank you. Yeah, I had nothing else going on. That's the life of a man who lives on a bus. It was that or YouTube videos about building sustainable homes. <laughs> I'm being serious. I watch a lot of videos about sustainable homes. Anybody have any questions about uh, about sandbag houses, earthbag houses? I could. Corn cob houses. Corn cob. You, you like the, you like those houses? Cool houses. Yeah. Hay bale houses. Yeah. Rad. Good, good talk. This is great. Best sustainable what climate? What climate are you living in, Avery? San Francisco. There's no such thing as a sustainable house in San Francisco. So, well, touche. <laughs> Tulsa. <laughs> huh? Tulsa has a good comedy scene. This is a great four minutes. Like I, all right, we're we're gonna go down the road. I uh, uh, I recently found out about this, uh, this Throwback Thursday. 
you kids you kids like on the internet. It's like a throwback Thursday. And I, I wonder if there's somebody out there in the world who who has learned about Throwback Thursday and gets really excited and goes, Yeah, on Thursdays, man. Thursdays are the day we get to use the N word again. <laughs> Thursdays are the day. I'm surprised that's not what Throwback Thursday is. I'm surprised we don't use it for something else it's like that. It's just like, yeah, dude, today I burned the Greyhound bus outside of Birmingham, Alabama. Hashtag Throwback Thursday. No? All right. A little too risky. Today I rejected some man of color from going to a voting booth. Hashtag Throwback Thursday. It's so fucking bad. That's such a bad premise. It's so bad. Oh, man. I, uh, I uh, had a humbling weekend last weekend. That was a week before. Uh, I found out not all mountains are volcanoes. I thought all mountains were volcanic. Avery, do you understand that? Do you not understand this? Yeah, no, I, I have not Oh, 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 excuse me. Excuse me. Mr. Avery over in the corner. I grew up in Portland. Mount Hood, volcanic. Mount St. Helens, volcanic. Why would I assume otherwise? <laughs> Here's the thing. It's all the places I haven't been going because of volcanic mountains. Tahoe. Haven't gone to Tahoe because of volcanoes. Nope. No mountain. Of vo- nope. No ball. I haven't gone to Tahoe. That's a lie. I've been to Tahoe. It's lovely. Honk, honk. Awesome. No, I want to hear critiques. I'm mainly here for critiques. I'm not really here for the telling of the jokes, more of the, more of the rambling, seeing how my brain works. What are we going to end on? I, uh, okay, I got one. This will eat some shit, but we'll, we'll go ahead and do it. Uh, I, had a, I had a moment the other day where I was like, maybe I got to get my shit together. Maybe I got to get my shit together. Uh, I was... Uh, I, so here's the thing, you know, me making most of my money off like uh, under the table, legally, but under the table, I'm not selling drugs, internet, not a 